Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 145 of NASCAR Radio. I'm your pal Val. With me is Texas Tornado Ken. How are you? I uh, got a little bit of the post-Indianapolis 500 blahs, but you know, other than that, I'm all right. Good, good. And then the man, the myth, the legend, PSA and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan, how are you today? I am feeling rain-delayed. Yeah, I was going to say a little soggy. Yeah. Yeah, you ought to know, man. Oh, my goodness. Did it like rain and just rain and keep raining in Charlotte? I mean, it was just ridiculous. It, it was it was, um, it was raining and it yep. wouldn't stop. So anyway, for everybody, this is uh, NASCAR Radio. We're trading cards and racing meat. I want to thank our sponsor, Panini America. Got a great show for everybody today. We're going to do a racing recap of the week. We had a few races. <laughs> Finally got some of them in. I'll split some up in two sections. Never seen that before. That was pretty cool. Interesting. And then we have our guest on there, uh, Ken. We're going to talk about some indie car sets, some regional sets or promotional sets. Pretty cool. And then we'll wrap up with King's Court. So uh, strap in. It might be a long show. So, <laughs> But it will be informative and you will learn a lot. So, Or your money back. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to give a shout out to Kyle Katz and Beans Ball Card Blog in here for YouTube comments. We read them, so please leave them. Yeah, I'm not sure about that You're Beans welcome. Ball Card Blog guy. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where are we at? Okay, let me go over here. Let's do the racing recap. We'll try to go through this pretty quick here. We had the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race number 11. That was the North Carolina Education Lottery 200. That was Friday night. <laughs> and it was a long delay before the next race. But that was at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Ben Rhodes was our winner. Highest finishing rookie was Nick Sanchez. I thought that was a pretty good race. Yeah, that was actually a very good race. Don't remember where Haley finished. I don't think she did very good, though. I want to say, because it's been a long time since that race happened, is I don't know if she came in for tires and made, um, and we got two tires to get up to the front and then just didn't work out. Yeah, plus she was in a, a crash too. Go figure. No, not her. She's never in a crash. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. So Ben Rhodes, last year's, actually 2021 tra Craftsman Truck Series. But We've talked about his rookies before. Uh, not a lot. 2013 Press Pass Fanfare. Card number 99. Base card there. With different parallels. <laughs> only a few parallels back then. And then Young Gun Autographs. And only a handful of parallels for that. I want to say number to 149 or less for those. And of course, yep. he's one of these guys where if you're going out to a bar drinking, he's your guy. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, that that championship that was so awesome. And then the highest finisher rookie, Nick Sanchez, 2022 Dunruss. He has a base card there with the rated rookie, all the parallels, signing series there as well, signature series. Also in Chronicles with Clear Vision, clearly Dunruss, Chronicles Optic, Obsidian Spectra, Stars and Stripes, and Zenith. Also with 2022 Panini Prism with all the parallels in there. Signature, sensational signatures with the parallels there. And mm -hmm. then also 2022 
Panini National Treasures. Yeah, he's definitely got the uh, scribble scribble of the year going on for sure. Yeah, we've talked about him a few times. It's going to be interesting to see who's going to win Rookie of the Year in Truck Series. I think it's pretty competitive. Yeah, I would like to see Rajah Karuth do a lot better. We will see. And then next race, race number 12, that's going to be the Toyota 200 at the WWT Raceway at Gateway from Madison, Illinois. That's going to be Saturday, June 3rd at 1.30 p.m. So we're going to have a doubleheader this Saturday. Sweet. Moving on to the Xfinity Series, that was race number 12. And that was the Alsco Units Forms 300. That was supposed to be Monday, May 29th. Actually, it was May 29th. Yeah, it was supposed to be on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> Saturday. Took it to Monday, part one and part two. Justin Allgaier <laughs> managed to win that. Highest finishing rookie was Parker Ratscliffe at position six. Yeah, that, they, they split that race up into two parts. I mean... They started it with plenty of time before the cup race, and then it started misting. And I looked at the radar, and I didn't see anything on radar. So it must have been an extremely light mist, just enough to get the track damp, and they couldn't run. But uh, it, it was just like, here we go again, another red flag for rain. Oh, here's another red flag for rain. It like, just seemed like it rained forever. God. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Yeah. Monday. Justin Algar, we've talked about him a few times over the course of the years. Rookies are in 2009 uh, press pass with the different parallels. There's signings in 20, 2009 press pass. There's also press pass stealth. There's also a chrome version. There's 2009 wheels element. Only autographs in that uh, release. And then 2009 wheels main event. He has the, what is that? Uh, playing cards. There. Yeah. Playing cards for uh, four diamonds, blue and red. And then the main event marks uh, uh, clubs. Uh, let's see. Diamonds, one, hearts, one. So I guess that's card number. And then the printing plates as well. So, but 2009 for Justin Algar. Yeah, that inscription card is is pretty awesome. You know, it says 08 Arca champ. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh there's the regular version and then the red, which is numbered out of 25, with the like you said, the 08 Arca champ. Yeah, and you know what? He knows how to write in cursive. <laughs> yeah, that's a legit you can read that autograph. Yeah, it's getting to be a lost art for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's also 2009. Uh, that yeah. was a while ago. It doesn't seem like it, but that that's a while ago. Mm -hmm. We're getting old. And then our highest finished rookie, Parker Resliff. Uh, no cards for him yet, but I'm hoping maybe in Dunruss this year. Yep. Which has been delayed till the 21st, I think it is, of June. It'll be close to the national before it comes out. So, Well, there may be other mitigating issues that may prevent it from coming out. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> right. Next race, race number 13. That's going to be the Pacific Office, Office Automation 147. That's going to be in Portland International Raceway. Again, it's going to be Saturday, second part of our doubleheader, June 3rd at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Moving over to mm -hmm. the Cup Series. That was race number 14. That was the Coca-Cola 600. And that was Monday, May 29th. Ryan Blaney was our winner. Highest finish rookie was Ty Gibbs at position 26. Ryan Blaney cards go back to 2012 press pass fanfare. 
a base card there, card number 77 with a few parallels. Magnificent materials in 2012, press pass fanfare, and then the young gun autographs. There's four versions of that autograph. And one side note is you can find a full signature for Ryan Blaney, or you can find the version that you see there where uh, he's pretty clever with the Y becoming the L in his last name, Blaney. So there's a, a small number where he was, I guess, signed his full name. And then he's like, you know, had to sign hundreds of these and decided uh, to change it up. So, which he has confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a popular win for sure. I, I was glad to see him finally pull one out and win. I was, I was, I was proud for him. Yeah, I was like fifty nine races, and of course, my dad. I think I've said it before. He always puts a little money on Blaney, so I, I texted him. I was like, "I hope you placed a bet for him this time." <laughs> and he chose, you know, this one race not to do it, but he said he did. So I was like, because um, he when he was with Wood Brothers, he was a big fan of them, so he, he stuck with Blaney. And then our highest finish rookie was Ty Gibbs, who we've talked about for weeks on end since uh, he's been crushing it for the rookie of the year. He, um, he was running up there, man, and freaking um, Kyle Larson just – Oh, yeah. God. Kyle yep. Larson lost it completely. He just lost the car. Yeah, and, I was the, for a glimmer there, I thought Ty Gibbs might win this thing. I did too. I was thinking, man, he could get up there. He might, he might have a chance. But 2020 Chronicles, all the different issues in of 2020 Chronicles, and then also in 2020 Panini Prism Nose Base card, base cards there, only autographs. Yep, scribble, scribble. Yep. Next race, it's going to be the Enjoy Illinois 300, and that's going to be the Worldwide Technology Raceway. That's going to be Sunday, June 4th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Stages going to be end of lap 45, 140, and the end of lap 240. That's going to be a good race, and we're going to talk, we'll talk more about that in the news here in just a little bit. <laughs> Why okay. it's going to be a good race. All right, let's move over to Formula One. That was the 2023 Grand Prix of Monaco. That was Sunday, May 28th at Monte Carlo, Monaco. And that was a pretty cool race. Max Verstappen was our winner. A little bit of rain there. Uh, it, was, it was interesting. I was a um, Fernando Alonso second. Uh, Esteban Octon third. Yeah, I remember seeing the results of that. It just seemed like it must have been mostly follow the leader. I didn't watch it. And I know it was raining. But, I mean, I looked at the, you know, it was the results versus where they started. I mean, that's the thing about Formula One. I watched Drive to Survive. I watched it all during the off season. I watched the first two races. I tried to get into it. But let's just call it what it is. Formula One is boring as you know what. And I don't care if it's the most popular motorsport across the world. Soccer is the most popular sport across the world, and it's also boring as hell. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, you've got the same two drivers have won every race, I believe, unless somebody snuck in there and won one that I didn't get. Uh, you basically, it's basically nothing more than follow the leader. And then if one of the bottom tier teams gets a good starting spot, they tend to drop down by the end of the race. I mean, and I know, you know, I know Monaco. I mean, I know it's, you know, not a very wide track because it's street circuit as opposed to, you know, a, a, a road track. But, 
yeah, I mean, I turned it on and it was raining and they were just follow the leader. And I watched like three laps and I turned it back to the Indy pre-race coverage. <laughs> and there's, it, there's, there's a little drama middle end of the race when the rain came out and who, who was in second place again? Fernando Alonso was gaining some with the laps, whatever, but then uh, it was going to be, you know, do they red flag it because of the rain or not? So it was a little drama there, but to your point, it was mostly, you know, the first three ended like the first three. So, yeah, I just, I've challenged and I've said, someone explain to me the appeal because it seems to be follow the leader. It's the same, same team, same two drivers. And all I ever get in response is crickets. Well, I wanted, I wanted to like it. I really try. And I used to like it back in like the late nineties, early two thousands when we had speed channel. And they would show it and talk about it. And I did enjoy it back then. But now it's just like, it's just, I'm, I, I, can, I can go outside and watch cars drive down my street. <laughs> well, two years ago, you know, it was a lot more, I think, competitive between number one and number two. And you had, you know, Red Bull and, and Lewis Hamilton, Mercedes. But ever since then, it's been Red Bull, Red Bull. Uh, you had glimmers of Ferrari here and there, but. I don't think Lewis Hamilton has won in a year or two here. So I don't even remember the last time. Maybe he gets to the podium. To your point is like, you know, unless they reset the field and some of this other stuff, it's pretty much, can I get 20 second head start so I can come in and get tires and come out ahead of, you know, second place. So, which is pretty yeah. much what happened, you know, in this race or probably in the last race, maybe the one before that and the one before that, but. Red Bull right now is in a whole nother class. Right now it's going to be, is it for stopping or can Sergio Perez get enough points to get within his teammate for the championship, which that's another whole internal internal fighting, I'm sure, going on. So, but between them and the rest of the field, yeah, it hasn't been very exciting. So, but. You know, you know, as a NASCAR guy, I would be highly upset if, Kyle Larson won every damn week. I well, would, I would not feel about Jimmy Johnson. Well, when Jimmy was winning all those races, I was, I was having a hard time with it. But I don't know how Formula One fans. I mean, and nothing against anybody or anything, but I don't understand how Formula One fans can deal with somebody winning every week. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I just, there's just no way I could, I could deal with the same NASCAR driver winning every week. I would I would turn it off and like what Ken did, and I would just would say the heck with it. Yeah, when I first, you know, you guys know, I I, I tried to get into NASCAR the last couple of years. And I just I don't know why, but I just can't do it. But when I first did get into it, it was either that first or second season. I think that Gordon didn't Gordon win twelve races one year, thirteen like, in nineteen ninety eight. Was it third? Okay, ninety eight. Okay, so that was actually I guess the third year I was paying attention to it. I think the saving grace for me was, you know, TV always wants to talk about the leader or the chosen one, whether that be at the time, Dale Jr., Danica, whoever that is. But I didn't have cable, so I listened on the radio and listened to MRN, and they were really good about talking about drivers all throughout the field, probably because you visually couldn't see it. So it at least kept it a little more interesting. You know, if the race was for second place and Gordon was, you know, 10 seconds checked out, they focused on the second place race instead of just, Oh, Jeff Gordon, he's driving. Oh, he's going to turn left because he, I mean, you know, unless he was lapping somebody, 
You know, he rarely had competition. So, yeah, if I had been watching on TV then, I'd have been exactly like you said, you know, you get and how I feel about uh, F1 right now. I wanted to like it. I really wanted to like it, but I just, I mean, so many better things I can do than watch a parade. Well, you know, I told my wife before the F1 race, I told her the night before, I said, Max Verstappen is on the pole. I said, he will lead every lap and win the race if he doesn't have a mechanical failure. And he did. And it's that's the way it is. And again, I just don't understand that. I just don't understand it. I, I couldn't I couldn't deal with it in NASCAR if, if somebody dominated like that. And we had something similar to that back when Jimmy was dominating, but it wasn't near to this level. So let me let me continue on here. So the Formula One standings right now, we have six <laughs> races, six races. Max Verstappen is in first place with four of the six wins. Second place is Sergio Perez with two wins. So there are your six wins. He's 39 points between behind Verstappen. Then we have Fernando Alonso, Lewis Hamilton, and George Russell, and then Carlos Sanz. But dominating right now with Red Bull. With all the wins. Yep. I guess they're, they're, they're the Hendrick of F1. <laughs> they, they are. Uh, and we'll, we'll just go quick over Max Verstappen's cards because we talked, talked about him four times or three times already this season. You probably but, should just make this a pre-recorded Yeah, and I, just, I think I think that's a wise thing to do this uh, between Max Verstappen and, uh, yeah. But the 2016, he has uh, Topps Trumps cards also um there's a 2018 version pre tops chrome there's a tops now version that i think the print run was what i say was, it was like a little over four thousand and i actually saw it on com c for less than eight dollars which uh not a you know not a psa 10 but it was a raw version of the card so f1 you know has come down quite a bit for for some of these which i still like this you know, tops now version for you know less than ten bucks or eight bucks. Yeah, me too. I think it's a great card. It was overhyped at the beginning. I don't think it got the hype. Yeah, it didn't get the hype. I don't think like the Lewis Hamilton. But you know, you're looking for the 2020 tops Chrome. There's about 13 cards in one image variation in the tops Chrome, and there's parallels for all of those. They're inserts with the 1954 World of Wheels and the track tags. Parallels for those. There is also the 2020 Tops F1 official stickers. There's 11 stickers in that issue for Max Verstappen. And then the Turbo Attacks Formula One 2020. There are 12 car, 12, 12 cards there. And then three limited edition cards as well. And then there's the Tops Dynasty Formula One with all the autographs and patches and stuff. So like I said, we, we've covered him the quite a bit so 2020 and our tops trumps 2016 2018 and then moving on for race number seven that's going to be the spanish grand prix and that's going to be sunday june 4th at 9 a.m eastern i think that's in barcelona i'm gonna call it for stopping we'll win (laughs) sergio perez will play second which track did you even say it was it doesn't even really matter yeah it doesn't you're right i'm with you (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's move over to the star of the show here, the 2023 Indianapolis 500. Yeah. That was race number six, and that was Sunday, May 28th 
at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Joseph Newgarden was our winner. Yeah, he's a Nashville boy. Yes. So the nice thing about him winning is he won he won on his 12th opportunity, his 12th race. And only one driver had had that has won the race had more starts before without winning, and that was Tony Kanaan with 13. So you know, just if you if you if you put any stock in statistics, you know, Newgarden either had to win this year or next year, or uh, you know, it's not like by any stretch of the imagination that he's old or you know that he's losing it because he's obviously not. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was his 12th try and finally was able to uh, was finally able to pull it out. Yeah, that one lap shootout at the end was crazy. Yeah, you mentioned red flags. I, I don't recall. Did you guys watch the whole race or the end of the race? I mean, we had three red flags in the last uh, quarter of the race, and I honestly think it was probably within the last, like, eighth of the race, including the one where, you know, they threw a red flag with two to go and, you know, because they don't do a green white checker and um you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there i'm not one that it was because of new garden which was why they did that so that he had the chance you know pinsky you know it's a pinsky team pinsky owns the track right. and all that yeah, that's his but, first win since acquiring the track yeah but yeah, i mean but, he, i mean he was up there all day it's not like he it's not like he was up there off pit sequence and you know, just what it was, it was a very popular win. And then after, of course, he goes into the stands. I notice all your NASCAR guys decide to start doing that. Y'all got to come up with some original stuff on your own. A bunch of copycats. Yeah, well, that was Ryan. So, yeah, so Ryan Blaney is Penske. So that's the first time that actually Rogers won the 500 and the 600 mm-hmm. in the same same weekend. Which is, yeah, which is another kind of, let's just call it what it is. That's kind of surprising. As many yeah, years. I was really surprised that all the wins they've they've never mm-hmm. coincided on the same same that weekend. Same weekend so yeah. I was watching the race and that one of the biggest thing I, I had that big flashback when that tire lost severed and went into the stands. I was like, I have flashbacks to Charlotte. I think that happened to Charlotte as well. But thank God uh that went into the parking lot and nobody was around. So I know I think they're reevaluating some of that because they had inspected the car and they said that the tether and all that i guess was intact or whatever so it must have sheared somewhere else yeah we it off of kyle kirkwood's car i think yeah that yeah, scared the heck weird. out of me yeah it was yeah thank god it was between some of the grandstands and the parking lot to the other grandstand right so yeah hit a hit a lady's car she became she's like a She's like a, a celebrity now. Uh, they they brought her in. She got to kiss the bricks after the race. Uh, they got her a ride home after the race. And then I did see today that actually Penske Entertainment is going to buy her a car, which means I, they're I, probably I they're going to give her one from like one of his lots. I mean, it's not like yeah, it's not like it's a big sacrifice on his end, but it is nice to see that. She's like, no, no, no. I want one of the one. I want one of the Indy cars. Yeah, I want one you that know, can go about as fast as they can. That that was what a Chevy Cruze, I think, that got hit. It was, yeah. That, that's going to be the official pace car next year. <laughs> I mean, we can we can all joke about it because obviously nobody was hurt. But yeah, yeah, thank I, God. I, I, I joked to my wife, and I was like, "Man, I really thought it would have totaled the car." Well, yeah. I mean, it hit right on the front. It hit on the uh, right, uh, yeah the front the quarter panel. Front. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joseph Newgarden. He doesn't have any cards. Uh, Shocker. Yeah. I think we talked about it before. 
on trading card database they mentioned the 2017 green light indy car series uh, yeah. i guess there's two versions of that but i think we had talked about they're coming from like the matchbox cars or something like that yeah it's the 164s they have like a little placard in them i mean it's not even really like it's a card card mm-hmm. some of some years i don't i think sometimes i think there are some years where they've got driver photos at least and then there are other years i, I think it's really just a placard no photo no nothing Next race, race number seven. That's going to be the Grand Prix of Detroit. And that's also Sunday, June 4th at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's the Detroit Street Circuit. So a lot of racing this weekend still. And that, yeah, and that's uh, if you have been paying attention in the past uh, for the last, I don't know, at least decade, but probably closer to 20 or so years. That's been on the Belle Isle track, which is actually like not streets, but it's going back to the street circuit this year. So it will be on the streets of Detroit. So a little change from, you know, the last, I don't know, a couple decades or so. And with that, the IndyCar Series standing so far is Alex Pillow in first, Marcus Erickson second, minus 20, Award third, minus 34, and Joseph Newgarden fourth with minus 37. And something uh, else to note on that is this is the first year in a while, I don't know when, but Indy for a long time was double points. So New Garden would probably be in first, I believe. I was going to ask you about that. that Yeah, yeah, it's it's now it's just like every race, which is honestly how it should be. Yeah, he I guess he got fifty one points for that. Yeah, okay, he got fifty one. So yeah, so he would be in first place under you know previous years scoring system. Gotcha. But I'm 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 sure he's happy to win double or single points. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. He's not complaining. And so that's it for Racing Recap this week. All right, cool. All right, you want to go to some news? Yeah, we got some news nuggets for this week. Um, First thing I'm going to start off with is, uh, and I got this from Jayski. NASCAR announced on Wednesday, the 31st, that the number 14 of Chase Briscoe has been penalized for a counterfeit underwing part i'm sure they'll show it i think nascar said they're going to be showing these these counterfeit or not these these parts that you know people get penalized for but it goes on to say that crew chief john klossmeyer has been fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and suspended from nascar through the next six cup series championship points events the team and driver have also been assessed with loss of 120 points and 25 playoff points. I think this is the most severe single penalty ever in NASCAR. It beats uh, what happened to Hendrick not that long ago. It's like Jim France off the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Holy mackerel. They put the sleeper hold on him, man. <laughs> 250 grand. So this is one of the things I think we talked about before. So NASCAR is trying to go with you know those composite parts to try to reduce costs and – they do not want anybody making modifications or Mm-mm. touching any of that stuff. So massive penalties. And that's why, because they don't want, because I think it was before somebody had modified some parts and they got, you know, again, Jim France from the top rope on them, but this is 250,000, six races and then all the points and stuff. So this is definitely sending a, a message with the bullhorn here, not to mess with the parts. But there's, you know, there's still going to be teams that are going to do it, you know, 
they're going to try. And we know who those teams are. But anyway, so the next news nugget that I've got from this week, this was on, and this is again from Jayski. NASCAR announced on Tuesday, uh, May 30th, that Chase Elliott has been suspended for one race for intentionally wrecking Denny Hamlin at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports comes out and says, we understand NASCAR's need to maintain consistency in its officiating. And I'll tell you right now, if he had not been penalized, there would have been an uproar. But it goes on to say that the penalty will be not be appealed and we will submit a formal request for a playoff waiver. Now, I guess that means that they're, you know, they're going to get some kind of exemption for, I'm not exactly sure what the playoff waiver is. You know, I think it has something to do with if they finish anywhere in the points, but they have a win, I think they can go into the playoffs now. I think that's what that is. Yeah, because you missed that time with the broken leg. Yeah. To get a waiver to kind of remove some of those requirements. Well, you know what? Richard Petty didn't need a playoff waiver. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's a... A whole nother breed. Yeah. So he also drove without parent power steering too. Yeah, sure and, did. And the uh, you know, the the air intake into their helmets and the cool suits and all that. Yeah. His cool suit was a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that was David Pearson, yeah. Yeah, back in the day. I mean, those guys, they Okay. So anyway, it goes on to say that Corey LaJoy. Now I, I want to know how this even all came about. Corey LaJoy will drive the number nine Camaro ZL1 this weekend at Worldwide Technology Raceway. We are grateful to Corey for stepping in and to the team at Spire Motorsports for making him available. Why Corey LaJoy of all people? I like Corey LaJoy. Don't get me wrong. But I think this is going to be a great opportunity for him to to showcase what he can do in top-notch equipment. So I hope I am hoping Corey LaJoy can kick some butt on this one. I really am. And then with that, since he's going out of his car, they're going to put Carson Hokovar in the Spire Motorsports car. So Carson Hokovar will pilot the Spire's Motorsports number seven Chevrolet Camaro ZL1 in Sunday's NASCAR Cup Series race in at the uh, Enjoy Illinois 300 at Worldwide Technology Speedway. So, man, it's like, Revolving, or you know, yeah, but Hosefar, Hosefar is in the trucks. Yeah, but he's gonna, but he's gonna be in Spire Motorsports. He's gonna make a cup start. That's what I mean. That's like crazy. I mean, I I don't understand how all these logistical things came about. I mean, okay, well, Chase is out. Who do we get? Oh, Corey LaJoy. And then who are we gonna get to replace Corey LaJoy in his car? Oh, Carson Hosefar. I mean, oh my gosh, it's just, it's just, it's just so weird. But I'm glad. I'm glad for both of those guys. Like whack a mole. It is. It's 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 like um, musical chairs or whatever. I mean, it's just yep. crazy. So the the next uh, the next news nugget I've got is from Sports Collectors Daily, and uh, this one's a big one. I think <laughs> the Texas offices of Panini America were broken into, and the offices were damaged over the holiday weekend. Irving police officials say. Uh, They were dispatched Monday afternoon to the 5300 block of FAA Boulevard to respond to a burglary report. A source tells us an unknown number of suspects, so we don't know if it's one, ten, however many people, entered the building through a uh, business next door. In other words, they just 
beat the wall down and went through that way. They, they circumvented the, the entrances. But it was done sometime during the holiday weekend, apparently setting off no alarms at all. So like, okay, Panini, get some freaking motion detectors in there. But anyway, a police report states that Panini's interior offices sustained thousands of dollars in damage. The company's computer systems were knocked offline and remained down. Now, we also had heard, it doesn't say this, but we also heard that servers and other electronic equipment was stolen. So that's what we've heard. Uh, they say there's no suspects have been arrested at this point. Panini's offices will be closed for the remainder of this week as the company's IT, IT team gets to work to get its systems back online. You know, I had visions of, you know, I don't know, like Pierce Bronson did this uh, TV series of like these heists and stuff like that. And it almost sounds like something like that where, you know, they go through the business next door and come through the wall and they come into with no alarms or nothing over the long weekend. So it could have been done anytime during that weekend. You know, I saw these things like, you know, not that it was like this, but, you know, like a bank and you knock it off on Friday and they come back multiple days because they have the whole weekend. Uh, it's just, it, you know, on so different many levels could be catastrophic for Panini. You know, we talked briefly before it came on, you know, me and Logan are in IT and, you know, different <clears throat> jobs I've had over all the different years. You know, if you lose a server, you know, you have to go to backups. But if the backups were on site or off site, you know, you got to get equipment and then you have to get those tapes and get restores. It's a long process to try to even get back to where you were uh, Friday before this all happened. So it's just devastating. Yeah, it, it sounds to me like the the person or persons that, that did this had some intimate knowledge of the Panini offices. I mean, it just that reading what from what little we know, I mean, they, it sounds to me like they knew where to go, where the servers were. They they intentionally trashed some offices, which almost sounds to me like somebody's mad, maybe. Uh, I don't know. But it just, you know, you just don't, you, I mean, I live in Memphis, for crying out loud. And, and the people that break into places here, they don't usually trash everything. They just go in there, steal what they want, and then they leave. So there was something else going on here besides just going in there and, and stealing the electronic equipment. I don't know if you saw the police report or not, but it was like 146 or something is like when the police arrived. They were done at three something. But it's, you know, interesting that it wasn't like seven o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock in the morning or something like that. It was, I guess, Tuesday early afternoon. So I have an alibi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ken, Ken lives in the Dallas Fort Worth area. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those offices are. 20 minutes from me but oh, wow. i'm sure it's like in a business park so you know yeah, no, everybody yeah. all well it sounds like the place next door is probably vacant so you know not a lot of traffic in and out of there i just i mean they like, I, I don't know how many if they kept cards there or redemptions or redemptions were filled somewhere else because i think i want to say i don't know if there was a video maybe it was panini had put out a video or whatever and and about the memorabilia and stuff. And I think that was in a different, like that, that was in a different warehouse, or whatever. So I, know, I will say that I, I will say that I believe the distribution center and all of that is 
at another facility in the area. And yeah, just based on you, like you said, going through another business and what was done. I mean, Panini's pissed a lot of people off. They've pissed a lot of collectors off, but you know, if that's how they treat us, you can't imagine they treat their employees any better. So it sounds like you said, it sounds personal. It, it really does to me. Well, that had to have known the interior mm. of that business. Agreed. And those yeah. walls. So, yeah. And yeah. I, like I said, I mean, I'm going to guess that people don't get treated very well there. Like I said, they shit on us. If you shit on your customers. Oh, sorry. Never mind. I shouldn't say that. But anyway. But, yeah. you know, this could be catastrophic if they can't get business to get the company back up and running. You know, how many weeks does it take? And pro I'm sure they have product in the in the pipeline here, but, you know, it could be devastating how they communicate. And, you know, if, if it's what I'm thinking, you know, if servers are down and emails are down, whatever. So let's they use office, whatever. I went and checked the website. It's up. But again, that's probably, you know, hosted, it's hosted with somewhere else. else. Exactly. But that, you know, office 365 or, or whatever, but you know, what was on site on those servers, if there were file servers with, yeah, logistics and information and stuff like that. So, like you said, you know, Donner's Racing is supposed to be out what in three weeks. But yeah, if if it takes them two to three weeks to get back up and running, you know, logistics and whatnot, you know, you may see another pushback on that and and whatever other products they have coming out anytime, anytime in the near future. Yeah. So, matter whatever they were working on, now it's all just to get back to Friday. Yeah. It's going to be a fuster clock. It's gonna, it's it gonna, be, it's gonna be bad for them. Like it's like what what Val said. This could be very devastating for them. Unfortunately, you know, we we don't know their backup retention policy. What they do with their backups, you know, like like I said, do they back up to the cloud? Do they back up to tape and then carry the tapes off site? Uh, I mean, do they have even have back good backups at all? I mean, I've had instances. I've been in IT since 1981, so that's I've been in IT for over 40 years, and I have seen more than once where people thought they had good backups on tape and they did not. And they were in big trouble. Uh, so, you know, you just, you just don't know what their particular situation is right now. And hopefully they've got good backups and they have access to those backups. But uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Several years ago, uh, me and a buddy of mine were working up in Wisconsin and it was like some of the coldest air they had ever had i mean when we were there it was in february and or i think it was well it was like early february and it had been like 20 below it was cold i mean it was the coldest i've ever been but i left the, we were done with the project i left to come home on that friday night so i could be home for the weekend for the super bowl well my buddy stayed up there and he you know he was gonna come home a few days later well over that weekend that cold they had pipes bust right over their server room. It ruined everything they had. My, my buddy was up there for six weeks helping them get stuff restored. They had to buy all new equipment, restore backups. It took them six weeks to get their data center back up and running. And that was working at, on it constantly. So I can only imagine what Panini is dealing with right now. Yeah, I mean, only good is your backup plan and, and testing your black backup plan. Yeah. Well, that's enough IT talk, but yeah, yeah. Two words: motion detectors. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I was working for an insurance company. We actually had offices on two different floors of the World Trade Center, and so we lost, you know, contact 
to those servers naturally and uh you know had to get make other uh provisions f for the data you know of course everybody actually in the office was okay they had gotten out actually we lost two uh employees but they were visiting from the new jersey office but Same. but that just can tell yep yeah like i said um i totally forgot about that you know it's one of the things like you said logan been in 40 something years and you always have a dr plan and test that dr plan so and then hopefully you never have to use it yeah but in the event that you do it's it's literally a company saver yeah so um to be continued then on yeah uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys abreast of what's going on with this continuing and and ever-evolving story so uh anything else no let's, let's talk about indycar cards Ken. yeah yeah so ken um super excited to have you on especially after uh indy 500 and some of the i was just pointing down to ken oh okay <laughs> and so, you know he uh we talked you know before the before the show and he uh we got some slides here some pretty cool uh any car sets promotional stuff so uh this is one of the, the colton herder her yeah herder and some of these are limited this is pretty cool this is reminiscent to kind of that was a nick sanchez that they gave away at darlington mm -hmm. yeah and that's uh so as you can see down there in the back image on the lower left, they do have a print run of a thousand. So yeah, this goes right in line with that Nick Sanchez, Mario Andretti. And, and it's cool they, that they're individually numbered. They are. Yeah. They have serial numbers to them and these were just being handed out. So I have three of them from the Texas race, which is Colton Herta and Nick Sanchez. So who is Nick Sanchez's part? I'm guessing is Gainbridge his sponsor or one of his sponsors? Yes. Okay. So these are being done through Gainbridge, obviously, based on, you know, the image you see in front of you right now. And I think you have a second image of a second one. Um, yeah, I guess there the Gainbridge is not necessarily, uh, you know, it's not front and center. But you can see it on the ones that I have, I guess, if you want to come back to me. I believe I touched on these. And the when second one is uh, 1500. Not yeah. So, yeah, there is uh, there is some difference. I'm thinking that one is probably for Indy 500. And the first the thousand was probably for the the uh, the road race at Indy, um, the GP. So uh, just knowing that they probably were giving them out all through, you know, all through the couple of weeks. But, yeah, so here I guess you can't see them because I don't have a lot of but anyway, there's two guys on there, and it's a uh, whole. Uh, it's Herta and Sanchez. And if you remember, at the tech at Texas, the trucks ran with the IndyCar series. Yes. So I am thinking that. So based on that, and based on you know, y'all talked about or showed, I believe, the Nick Sanchez Mario Andretti a couple weeks ago. I'm guessing that they're probably giving these out at all the truck races for Nick Sanchez. That would be my guess. Um, y'all might, you know, y'all might have searches for him. I don't. Um, just like I said, for him, it's not anything I'm particularly interested in. Um, but, they are, but they are normal trading card size. I mean, they're a little thinner than your normal card, but they're on a paper stock, a semi-glossy front. But I mean, it would be a good front for an autograph. Yeah, my wife and I were just in line for the autograph session and got these. And I ended up getting a third one because... 
like right after I got through the line, I had some butterfingers and dropped all my or half my stuff. And somebody was helping me pick it up. And uh, I guess somebody else had dropped one of them. And she's like, was this yours too? And I was like, I think so. Cause you know, I knew I had one, but I wasn't like going through what I had. So I did end up with three and I can tell you on the Colton Herdas in general, those things are going on eBay for right. And again, somebody's posting them at this price, but they're selling at $20. I think there have been some best offers of like 15, but that's $20 plus the five shipping. So, I mean, there, there's $25, but even though they say that there's a thousand or 1500 of these, you know, I mentioned before the show to you guys, and I just, I think it's a solid comparison. Again, I'm not going to put it on that same level. But to an extent, it's kind of like those 72 STP cards where they're basically giveaways. You know, they were going down the line. Hey, you want a Colton Herta card? Hey, you want a Colton Herta? Sure, sure, sure. How many people threw them away, left them somewhere? Mm -hmm. uh, they're just at the racetrack, got dinged up, you know, whatever the case may be. So, you know, because there's not, you know, an, in, uh, an indie car set out there, I would like to put this together just to have them to kind of document for, you know, for my library for future reference. But while 25 seems pretty pricey per card per race, you know, we got 19 races, I believe. That's a lot of money, but, you know, this might be one of those things that, you know, you see them for a couple weeks after the given race and they, they're going to dry up and, you know, they could mm -hmm. become scarce. And, and they talk, and I don't understand it, but they talk about, you know, if Andretti were to get into F1, Colton Herta would be, the driver in theory uh don't ask me his results do not anyway another story for another day but i mean then you would have that potential added popularity to these individual cards so True. you know but that was something i wanted to go over just to let if there are any indycar people listening that these are out there that's what you're seeing so i would plan on seeing I mean, I'm going to plan on seeing a card for each race is out there. Well, it doesn't mean I'm going to see it on eBay, but I'm going to work under the assumption that there's going to be 19 of these. Yeah, probably um, needs maybe stick to social media. They might, uh, you know, show photos of that or whatever, or talk about those giveaways. But now, now that you say that, I do think I had seen that. That might have been earlier in the season, but that does sound like something that they might have done at one point. So, but definitely something to be aware of. And if that's your thing, you know, you got some avenues here, something to chase. Yeah, and not not too crazy a price because when you talk about you know thirty dollar blaster box or whatever, um, you know, it's pricey to add it up throughout the year. But again, you know, if you're someone that's worried about value, I would say they'll probably dry up. I mean, he is, even though he's young, he is has been successful in IndyCar. I mean, he's not winning championships, but I mean, he is a successful driver. He is a, uh, oh, heck, what do we call these? Like his dad was a driver. So he's a uh, generational. Uh, yeah, legacy, I think, more is what I was thinking. Something okay. like that, um, you know, kind of like Kyle Petty was or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I just wanted to let people know when I first saw these, you know, I joined you guys after I was at the Texas race, but I did not, you know, we that was only the second race of the season, third race, second race, second race, second race, second or third race. And, you know, I didn't know anything about other than they had gotten, they had been handed to us. So, but now that we've seen more of them, I figured 
it would be something worth chatting about. No, that's awesome. And then this other one I think is really cool. This is the uh, Penn Station set. Yeah, so Penn Station Subway, like like a sub sandwich. Yeah, if you don't have them by you. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that we have them down here. Maybe we do. I, I, I think we have them here in Charlotte. Yeah, I uh, I've got a lo- I've got a local sub place that we go to, so we don't go to those big chains. But apparently, if you do go to those big chains, they are or were giving out. Uh, my understanding is is that this is the complete set. Um, our mutual friend Mike Thompson uh, talked to me about those or told me about them. I had seen one on eBay at that point, um, hadn't gone after it, but then somebody had, you know, that five card set when he showed those pictures of five, those are from the eBay listing. And I bought, he had multiple sets and I bought multiple sets of these just to have them. So those are out there and about if you're, you know, I don't, I don't know really much about the, uh, the release of them, like what the distribution is. Um, my plan is to go ahead and take a look through their social media, see if I can find any uh, stuff from the past. Um, and then in addition, you've got Elio Castroneves. Those are Elio Castroneves cards. And then I believe one of them also has Simon Pagino, who is also an Indianapolis 500 winner and an IndyCar series champion. And he is a guy that does not like Joseph Newgarden doesn't have any real air quote cards well if you're watching on youtube you can scan the qr code there it works <laughs> it's one way to do it no you know what though i do think actually pagino is in that formula magazine set or whatever but you know most of us can't afford those things so yeah that was just another set where they they based on the based on the picture they look like they're going to be they're not going to be standard card size they're going to be taller Smaller than your typical hero card, but probably more like I'm gonna guess more like the uh, tops basketball from the 70s. Yep, tall like, boy. Yeah, more like that than like the uh, skybox oversized racing cards, because um, those were a little thinner on you know one side. So, but yeah, I wanted to you know we talked about that, so I wanted to put this information out there as well that if anyone was interested. Um, I said, I know I've seen a couple listings on eBay. One was for a single card. And then this gentleman uh, that I bought these from had multiple sets. I bought some multiple sets of the ones he had available. And I know that the, he doesn't have any more of them available. Doesn't mean they're not out there. Um, but that was a, that was another set that's out there. A, uh, yeah, you, you used a good term, like a, like a promo, almost like a promotional card or a, uh, you know, sponsor done set. Um, and that's a lot of even IndyCar. There's a lot of that stuff out there and I'm actually finding more of it even from recent years, but you had a lot of that in the eighties. Like there's a Bosch spark plugs, five card set that has Mario Andretti in it. And I believe Al Unser is in it. If I'm remembering correctly, I can't remember who all is in it. Um, oh, you, you got Danny Sullivan. You've got, uh, Alan jr. That's the, I think it's an eight card set. Um, mm. It was Bosch spark plugs, and it came it came wrapped in yep. shrink wrap, a cello wrap, and on the back mm-hmm. of it, it had a little like a little fold up flyer where you could order like Bosch stuff. So, yeah, I've, yeah, I've got so, that set. That's a pretty cool set. So yeah, again, it was a giveaway at the track, similar to what we think the STP cards were in the past, and those Bosch spark plugs. And I found out that 
IndyCar has done some things, or Cooper Tires, who is uh, who has been the second tier series, which is Indy Next now. Um, they've done some of some guys that are now in IndyCar. So, you know, it's just something like that. Awesome. That's cool. Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring to attention. Let me share the screen here. Is the Chip Canassi Racing promotion or they were giving packs away with a donation to the American Legion. Uh, that has finished up here. As you can see, they had different levels. Basically, it was $10 a donation for one pack, uh, 10 packs, 100, 20 pack, 200. And they uh, brought in over $10,000. They only look had a goal of $5,000 for their uh, packs. And And over $10,645. So if you divide by 10, that's, uh, you know, over a thousand packs. So I expect them to be shipping and actually Ken, Ken actually had mentioned he actually has uh, gotten some packs. So those should be shipping out if you haven't received them already. Um mm -hmm. Super. Yeah, I got mine the day before the 500. I got mine on the Saturday. Um, the good news is mine were in okay shape. The bad news is it was five packs thrown into a FedEx cardboard envelope. Oh, so oh. yeah, um, yeah. And those are their those are their actual reactions, y'all. Because I did not meant I did not think to mention that earlier. But yeah, it was just a, you know like the USPS flat rate cardboard envelope. That's what they were in. There was nothing. I mean, they were, yeah, I mean, no protection whatsoever. Um, thankfully, I think mine are all okay. But I ordered, I believe, the very first day. Um, so that might be why I got mine just a little bit earlier than than y'all have gotten those. Um, you, you addressed them, I think, on one of the last couple episodes. There is a checklist on trading card database for those, but no images. We don't know. I can so, bring it up real quick. So, and I will show again. I know my my lighting isn't great, but that's because I don't want to torture everyone with having to see my face. Well, hold on real quick. I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna share the checklist. Okay. Let me know when you can see that. Uh, it looks like there are 37 cards. Looks like there are five cards. Scott Dixon, Polo, Marcus Erickson. Sebastian, who is that? Is that Bourdais? Yes, thank you, Bourdais. And, oh my goodness, Vander Zander? Vander Zander? Oh, Vander Zand. Yeah, he's one of their sports car drivers. Because Ganassi does multiple different series. I mean, they, as you all know, they used, or most everybody listening would know, they used to be in NASCAR. Um, they did get rid of that, but they're in sports cars and other things like that. Um, right. Like, you know, like uh, from uh, 24 hours of Daytona and things like that. And yeah, all of those drivers are in the set. So it's interesting. You said 37 on the back of this card or on the back of this pack says, congratulations. You've just secured a pack of Chip Ganassi Racing's 2023 trading cards. 
featuring drivers and race cars from our open wheel sports car and off-road racing series. So off-road racing as well. Okay. This package includes eight cards <coughs> and you had said 37, but this says from our 36 available designs. I wasn't sure if designs, I, 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 when I first read that until you said the 37, I didn't realize I meant 36 cards. I thought there were more cards, more different cards than that, but. Every pack presents a chance to get your hands on rare autographed cards from Chip Ganassi Racing Legends. So, I, I briefly touched on when I was joining you guys last time, again, after the Texas race, that, you know, I'd gone to the autograph, my wife and I'd gone to the autograph session. So, we got all drivers. She went to one side. It was split in two. She went to one side. I went to the other. So, again, if anybody's been to NASCAR races or, I mean, honestly, if you just look on eBay, you're familiar with what hero cards are oversized. You know, some people will list them as postcards, um, but driver cards and any car is no different. Every driver, you know, every team has those for their driver. Well, the Chip Ganassi racing ones are trading card size. So, I mean, here's the, you know, here's the Colton Herta in the back, the Colton Herta cards in the back, along with the Scott Dixon. Here's a random Alec Manoa card in the top loader. So you can see that, again, the sizing is your standard card sizing. So this is what they the Chip Ganassi drivers used in place of hero cards. Um, so And I ended up with two from Scott Dixon, an Alex Pillow, a Marcus Erickson, and a Takuma Sato. Um, Marcus Armstrong did not race that weekend. He only runs the road races, and Takuma Sato runs the oval races. So he is in that set as well. So what we don't know is we were talking we were talking before we went live, we were talking about production runs and just not being sure how many there are. What I can tell you is that when I was there, when the, the drivers had sat down with, you know, their hero cards, they had a sleeve of cards and it looked probably, I'm just guessing based on my 30 something years of hobby knowledge, probably about a thousand cards. Cause it was just like a, a set box. And, but it looked like it was, and just knowing how production is, they probably would round it to a thousand. They're not going to do 750. Um, but those were these cards, which we believe are in these packs. So trading card database, the checklist you show, it had some numbers, but I don't know if those, we don't know necessarily who listed. I know you can look and see who put the checklist in there, but like, did they have intimate knowledge that those cards are numbered because these are not numbered? So we're going to see if uh, we will find out when uh, some packs get opened and we can see some back images if those cards have numbers to, allowing us to discern the cards from the packs versus the hero cards that were signed and or given away at tracks. But we won't be able to do that until we get a pack until uh, packs are open. So, what do you guys say? You want to? You want me to open a pack? Breaking news! I think. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to tell me no on that one. Yeah, I only got five packs because when I ordered, and we talked about this, when I ordered the ten, the ten count of packs and the twenty count of packs, it said were sold out, and somebody had bought them already. So the best I could get was the five pack, and that is so that is what I took. So all right. 
So right, I, breaking news here. So I will say that the first card I have does not have a. So these do not have card numbers on the back. So I suspect these base cards are the same as the driver cards to be handed out, which makes me also think that the cards that do not have this design are shorter or short prints. So here right. are the cards from the pack. Here's the Takuma Sato. So they both have number 11 because, as I mentioned, they uh, drive the same card. Sato drives ovals. Armstrong drives uh, street and road courses. Cool. So I am thinking that the ones in this design likely are higher printed. And when uh, I just learned something as I opened this pack, makes me think that I'm definitely right in that assessment. So this was the first card in the pack. I know, not great picture, but a Chip, Chip Ganassi card. Ganassi. So there's no number on that. that... There is no number okay. on the back. And I did look. So, yeah, you can see the top of the card. At least you can see the side a little better since it's light yep. colored. Uh, so my second one is Marcus Armstrong, which if you collect F1 cards, he was in the 2020, 2021, and 2022 top sets. But again, no card number on this, which leads me to believe that these cards are the same as those. Now, we also know that there are autographs. So now that I believe you had said they say have a print run of 100, so it's going to be interesting to see when the uh, somebody pulls one of these out, if we can figure out if there's any way to discern those from, you know, it just being one of these signed. Right. So we'll see. You Hopefully you get an autograph in here and you'll answer, is, answer that. I can, I can already tell you there, unfortunately, there is no autograph. All right. But there's so, five different autograph subjects and th it states a print run of 100 each. So we got a Sebastian Bourdais okay. in the base version. And I know you were struggling with his name, but he was like a multi-time champion uh, in Champ Car. I think he won like four championships in Champ Car when we had the IndyCar Champ Car split. So, I mean, he's a very successful driver. Alex Lynn, sports cars, trying to get the best I can with my limited lighting. Yep. And no idea. R.J. Anderson. So this is the last one of my base. So my next one. Me, so how uh, many is it? Okay, so you had that, and then there's a few more than yep, that. That's, that's five. So you had okay. four of the base-looking ones. You had the Chip Ganassi. Okay. And then this is a GMC Hummer, number 99 from Ganassi Racing. Is that EV, oversized or is that EV, still EV team inaugural season in the electric off-road series? So this is called a Chrome Moments. Oh, 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 breaking news. Yes. Breaking news. I just noticed on the back of that one. Takuma Sato. Oh, well, let's do it this way. This card right here, and I can tell, yeah, it's my fault, guys. The light. There is a card number down here on these. Okay. CGRO5, like for Marcus Armstrong, these ones, no card number. Ooh. Ooh. So there we go. Breaking news. So, how many have card numbers? I mean, all the ones in the packs, it appears, have card numbers. Okay. But the ones, those that they were the handouts at the track, do not have card numbers. In the, as you're looking at it, it would be the bottom left side. All right. 
And they they have the CGR prefix on them and then numbered, you know. Yeah, that's what's in the trading card database. Exactly. CGR number dash and then a number. Exactly. And I noticed it on this one because I was looking at the back. So, and I, again, I guess I can try and do something with the light here. But yeah, it's not going to help. Look at that. Can you tell just by how I move it? It's got a so chrome. You, it's there a you chrome, go, right there, right there. Chrome finish. Awesome. It's chrome so finish. shiny. Three chrome finish cards. So yeah, so this is card number 31. And apparently it's got some scratches on it, probably because I just set it on my desk. But whatever. I'm going to save the best for last. Fastest rookie, 1982, Indianapolis 500. Boy, this one has a lot of scratches. Oh, boy. I'm wondering if we're going to have a lot of issues with scratches on these. Because the other one I had set, yeah, I think this is, yeah. This is going to be interesting if people are trying to grade these and whatnot. But anyway, this one has a lot of damage on it also here. 1982, Indianapolis 500, fastest rookie, Chip Ganassi. Cool. All right. And then here, I don't know if you can see, you probably, yeah, you're not going to be able to see it. it if you turn it a certain way, we can see the shine. There's some damage right yep, here. Yep, yeah, you we can, can see it. it. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's how they're going to come. And then I've got some, I've got some, some indentations and scratches which probably came from as i mentioned how they were shipped to be honest and then for me the the top one another chrome moments second in all time wins which is actually one i mentioned to you guys before the show scott dixon that's cool looking right there i like yeah. that so yeah it looks like i mean if this pack is representative of all packs you're going to get eight cards you're going to get five that are a basic and three that are a chrome finish. So that. So they're all three and a half by three and a half by two and a half. Yeah. I mean, no, nothing's oversized. Okay. So like I said, normal, you know, that's a normal Alec Manoa autograph top trading card. Yeah. I think when we looked at me and Logan, looked at some early pictures, it looked like some of them were longer, but it could have been the way the picture came over the borders to make it look um, different size. So there is the first, at least that I know of, the first break of a pack of those. Yep. Um, exclusive here on NASCAR Radio. That's awesome. Yay. Thank you. That's cool, man. Yeah, so now, like I said, now we've answered some of the questions that we had discussed both before the show and there. There is a way to discern the two. Um, if you want to talk about air quote value, I would say that in theory, the ones with the card number on them are going to be more short printed. Mm -hmm. um, I could be wrong about that. I mean, I guess it's a coin flip, but you know, knowing that I saw a sleeve of probably a thousand of those from each of the drivers at the track, odds are there's a lot more of those. Um, I would think so. Then, so there we go. How about that? That's so there cool. are. So now we've talked about while IndyCar doesn't have an officially licensed trading card set, there are at least three things that you can do this year. Again, it's not going to be for every driver. Um, you're talking about uh, cast. You know, Herta is an Andretti driver. He's the only one that so far his card. The only one that was a dual card was the one with Sanchez. Um, and then you have. The Elio Castroneves, which is Michael Shank racing, and then you have the Ganassi racing. But 
you know, no Joseph Newgarden, no anything like that. But, you know, you talked about the, you mentioned, you had mentioned before the show how much Ganassi had raised on this alone, and it was double what their goal was. What that tells me is what I continue to see, and I continue to see it with guys that were in, for example, the Press Pass Legend sets, because you had Penske guys and Ganassi guys in those. And I'm guessing, I mean, context tells me the reason that they were in those. What were those, like 2011, 2012, 2013, something like that? Um, those were teams, IndyCar teams, that also had a NASCAR pre presence, Penske yep. and Ganassi. And those were the only guys that were in there. But, I mean, those autographs go for good prices. I, I follow it. You guys follow the NASCAR stuff way more than I do. I, I follow the IndyCar more than you do. And I'm – I'm honestly shocked at the prices on a lot of these things. And every once in a while, I'll send them to you guys. And I'm like, I can't believe this went for this much. Um, I do think there is a demand for that. And I know that, uh, you know, going back to the, these things may dry up. I have a buddy Taylor that was up at the Indie memorabilia show last week. And he ran into some guys that have some of these awesome autographs. Like there's some, uh, from Donneris, I don't know, Donneris, Americana or something, I don't know. But they're like dual, like uh, Allenser and Allenser Jr. autographs and a lot of these things numbered to like 100. And these things are locked up in their collections and that's why you don't see them. Right. I, I really feel there is a base for this. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's going to be as big as F1 or it's going to be as big as NASCAR. But if someone's willing to do the work, I really think there is an opportunity here. And, you know, maybe uh, maybe fanatics will do something I like <laughs> and work on an IndyCar set. But I, I blame um, just with my knowledge of what I know, I'm going to blame it more on IndyCar than I am on the card manufacturers not wanting to do it. But that's another story for another day. But again, when they raised twice what they thought they were going to, you know, and we all know we all know how businesses or operations like that are. They tend to always say they think they're going to do more than they're going to do. And for them to go over more than two times, a little more than two times, I really think it says something. Because, yes, it, the donation was to the American Legion. But the donation was to get the packs of cards. Let's just let's just be oh, absolutely. Let's just be honest about it. I'm I would have bought them without the donation going to there. The donation going to American Legion is just an added bonus. Yep. It goes to show you, Ken, that, that the demand for IndyCar cards is there. Uh, I just I would like to see somebody pick up the license. I'd like to see IndyCar negotiate because it sounds to me like you 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 might know that indycar may not be you know negotiating like they should to try to to actually sell that license to somebody so they can produce cards so you you guys know i've mentioned it that when i worked with lids for two years we were the official retailer of the indycar series and i can tell you that working with teams and also working with indycar is a can be a serious challenge. Now, that being said, when I say IndyCar, there's been obviously a lot of turnover since 2013, which was the last year that I worked with them, so 10 years ago. Um, 
you know, a lot of turnover, you know, Penske Entertainment now has purchased, you know, the series and, and Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So, you know, things may be different. Um, but again, just knowing what I know, they were not easy to get along with, you know, at that time. Well, but, hopefully things have changed. I mean, I would hope. And again, you know, I would love, uh, you know, if Panini would just do a Donner, do a Donruss racing that has different series in it. I mean, I don't care too much for the NASCAR. I would want the IndyCar cards, but that would be real easy for us to each buy a couple of boxes. And I send you guys the NASCAR cards and you send me the IndyCar guys, you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Any number of things, you know, it would open up trading on trading card database for me because I'd be one of the, there would be more people interested in NASCAR than there would be IndyCar. And I totally realize that. And, you know, I'm not trying to make this out like IndyCar is going to go and be as big as F1 is right now or anything like that. But there is a built-in market because people that follow racing tend to follow other sports. And if you collect baseball cards and you love IndyCar or you love NASCAR or you love F1, odds are you're going to have an interest in those cards. How many okay. racing how many racing fans do you know that are just racing fans? There are plenty, but it's not like it's the overwhelming majority, I don't believe. No, probably not. I mean, I know that 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 uh all three of us, well, I think Ken, you collect you collect other sports though, don't you? I do more from a nostalgia standpoint or, you know, guys like I, I kept showing up that Alec Manoa because he pitched at West Virginia University, you know, just things like that. But I mean, racing is the majority of it. But I mean, I also watch hockey. You know, yeah. I watch I follow the stars pretty, pretty religiously who are now out of the playoffs. That's part of my Indy 500 funk, too. And back to back days, IndyCar, Indy 500 season ended and the and hockey season ended in back to back days. Wow. Well, I think this is a great step for the Chip Canassi cards doing teaming up, you know, with donations to American Legion. There's you saw the cards at the tracks. They did very well with the donation program, right? To getting twice as much as what they were anticipated. My other part of this is saying that the other drivers see these cards. Now, what if Penske decides to do his drivers next year and mimic and Chip comes back a second year for that? And then you have, you know, kind of the trickle down effect where there there will be maybe a couple of teams that will have cards next year. And that will lead to your mute, by the way, and that will lead to maybe enough of these where maybe a license will come in and say, OK, you know, let's let's do a card for. For the whole series and i believe i mentioned it to you but i it's probably been three months or so now um but yeah uh some of the guys you know i follow some of the indycar drivers on instagram and um three of the indycar drivers um it was christian lungard was jack harvey and it was connor daly they were up at indy card exchange buying cards and opening f1 cards and um, Christian Lungard, when I got him to sign some of his cards, he thought it was, he seemed to be amused. You know, it wasn't like he was like, oh, my gosh, I've never it wasn't like that. But, you know, he briefly mentioned I had said, yeah, I saw your he's like, yeah, I pulled a I think he pulled a Sebastian Vettel one of one. Wow. So, 
I mean, there are other drivers that are interested in this. And I mentioned my friend Taylor earlier. No, it was a different guy, actually. Somebody else I know had mentioned that when he was down at St. Pete, he had talked to Connor about the card thing. And uh, Connor's like, yeah, I mean, I've really been trying to beat the drum to see, you know, if we could make something like that happen. So, you know, maybe a little bit with the success of F1 and guys coming over that were previously in F1. You've got, I believe, six drivers in IndyCar now that have F1 cards. Then you have a guy that is in Indy Next, which is like the Xfinity series, but for IndyCar. And the guy that led flag to flag at the last Indianapolis race, he has cards in uh, 2022 F1. So, I mean, you're starting to see some of these guys that have cards. And if they're also interested, hopefully, just hopefully all of this can kind of, you know, bang a drum and, you know, maybe this can somehow work its way up. I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like I think it's going to happen or it's going to happen anytime soon, but at least there's enough movement from different places that it right. feels like it feels like there's a possibility. I mean, I can definitely see somebody, you know, getting the hands on one of these chip canasty cards and bringing it, you know, back to their shop and go and, you know, let's do this for, for our guys. You know, let's, you know, we, we got to print hero cards anyway. Mm-hmm. Why, why don't we do what they're doing? And, you know, that's how it works. And if, especially if it's successful, right. And they see it, they're going to mimic it. And eventually, hopefully, like I said, that, you know, a lot of the drivers have that. And if you can have a sponsor where, you know, you can do donations. Yeah. I mean, Santino Ferrucci drives the Sexton properties car. Well, you're not going to donate to Sexton properties, No. <laughs> but American Legion is paying some amount of money to be on that car. And now they have gotten back some of that sponsorship money. And I was in of like a fan club for the driver or for the team for Penske team for, you know, a donation or not a donation, but you know, for a Penske fan club, because mm-hmm. we talked about it, most likely we would be all in and we'd buy them anyway for the card. So, yeah. you know, whatever join, it is, join the Penske fan club for 30 bucks or whatever. And then you have, you are the only one that has the opportunity to buy these packs. Again, that's going to be more costly than just if a tops or upper deck does it, but I'm at the point where I'll take baby steps. Yeah. Anything, anything is better than nothing. Yes. And, and, you know, and, and I love any kind of regional set, any kind of promotional set, any kind of food giveaway set. I love those things. And, and that's something I think over all sports right now, we're severely lacking. You know, it used to be back in the day there, there was you had cards for everything. Every, you know, I can remember even in NASCAR, you could go buy some shit or not shit Gillette razors and get cards. So, I mean, they just don't do that anymore. I can't even find those. I'm looking for those young gun Gillette cards. You can't find them. They're hard to find. And you had to, you had to buy one of the high end razors to get the, to get the card. Yep. And, 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 you know, and going back to, you know, just kind of taking this more circle, even to a bigger hobby thing, you know, those of us that have been around, like you got, you guys and myself have been around at least 30 years in the hobby. You learn these things and you have to learn from the past. And that's why, yes, when I talk about the Colton Herder cards, that's a great example. You can't find these Gillette cards that are from what, like early 2000s, I believe. Does that sound right? Okay. I I, I actually, uh, I know that I've heard about those cards and I, maybe you guys have talked about them on the show and that's where I heard, but yeah, you, you just can't find them. They've dried up and whether that be because they were just thrown away because how many people bought the Gillette? 
razor and just didn't care mm-hmm. um or they're locked away because like isn't carl edwards one of them for some reason i'm wanting to say carl edwards i think carl edwards is in it there's uh, ryan newman's another okay. one and maybe it's clint boyer's another one and maybe uh, they're just locked away in some of those collect you know the ones that are still out there and available are locked away in someone's collection yeah they're, they're so, hard to find and that's why i go back to the you know, I kind of go back and forth on paying $20 for a Colton Herta because if I don't do it now, I might not I might not have the opportunity later. And if I do, and it goes up for auction, what am I going to have to pay for it? Yep. Cool. All right. Well, look at so- me. I'm in the prime spot now. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I feel special. Uh, any, anything else on the... Uh- no, I think I've wasted it. I've wasted enough of everyone's time. Oh, we didn't waste any time. This is no, all. I think it, so that was really stuff. cool. Open up the pack. Yeah, we got a lot of answer. We got some questions. Answer questions mm-hmm. answered. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, pretty pretty stoked about that. I don't yeah, know how many of those. I'm, that. I don't know how many of those I'm going to open just because. Again, we don't know how many of them are out there. So you know, I might have to keep a couple of them on the side just for whatever down the road. I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> save it for save it for a rainy day. Anything else? Or we'll go into King's Court. I think it's time to uh, press play in the iTunes. All right. All righty then. We're going to start out with an honorable mention this week in King's Court. This was on the 29th of May. It's a 2022 Prism NASCAR Dale Earnhardt Jr. patented penmanship gold vinyl one of one PSA 10. They were asking $999.99, basically a thousand bucks for this card. They settled on a best offer of $750 for that card. Are you serious, man? Why didn't you ask us to guess? Because that's exactly what I had in my head. Oh. I, qu- I quit. <laughs> okay. See you later, Ken. <laughs> wow, 750. Yeah. So okay, on the next ones, I'll uh, I'll I'll ask you guys. Yeah, 750. That's a nice card, man. I lo- I-, I love that card. Yeah, I like that that cr- uh, finish there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, the gold vinyl. Yeah, pretty cool. It's PSA 10, too. So that's that's kind of tough. All right. So next up is our Joker of the Week. And I like this card a lot. Um, this is from the 31st of May. It's a 2009 Sport Kings. It's got Ayrton Senna, Nigel Mansell, Mark Martin, and Rusty Wallace. Quad memorabilia gold. And it's a BGS Mint 9. So they were asking $1,495. How much, guys, did it sell for? I'm going to go $1,200. Lower. I'm going to go $1,200. Okay. <laughs> Lower. <laughs> Come on, Val. What, what do you got, Val? Um, there's no auto. It's just memorabilia here. So, uh, and it's a, a nine. Uh, let's go. I'm cheap. 500 bucks. 
Okay, it went for $900. That was the best offer that, that was accepted. I think that's a great card. Uh, I, I don't think Sports Kings gets a lot of love, but this card, you know, is really cool because, I mean, for example, Ayrton Senna and uh, uh, Nigel Mansell are both F1 champs. I think Mansell, didn't he win IndyCar Championship too? I can't, yeah. remember. I can't remember if he won the title or not, but I yeah, I was, was going to get at what you said. There can't be a lot of relic cards out there of, of those two of those two drivers specifically. No. And to be like, multicolor. And it says, you know, it says where, so Annika, uh, uh, Senna, Formula One car, sheet metal from race used rear wing of Mansell, piece of rear bumper from Mark Martin, oh, then, and race one, Rusty Wallace driver suit. Okay, I was thinking they were all driver suits, which I was thinking would have the price a little higher. Sheet metal, okay, I... I more yeah because there's good there's going to be more sheet metal out there for the drivers and there are driver suits at least from that era yeah but that's pretty impressive for sport kings yeah it is man 900 bucks so i I thought that was really neat i when i saw that i i immediately said that that is going to be my joker of the week (laughs) as soon as i saw it okay so next up is our jack of the week and we don't talk about this guy very much and he's having a great season this was on the 26th of may it's a 2020 panini chronicles william byron gold vinyl one of one crusade psa 10 i'm trying to go (laughs) there we go and it's a blank card (laughs) that's awful strange it's not showing the eBay's not showing the listing. There, uh, it, it, there it, it is. It, it just finally decided to pop up. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, uh, of course, this is a one of one auto. It's, you know, and we don't talk about, like I so said, we don't talk about William Byron very much. He's got three wins this year in Cup. So he's having a great year. But they were asking 1250 bucks for this card. They settled on a best offer of Ken. Sorry, I was looking at the eBay auction I just won. Um, but bum 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 bum. I'm gonna go William Byron. I'm gonna go six fifty. Okay. Uh seven fifty. You guys are not gonna believe how much this card went for. It went for a thousand dollars. Wow. Well, how yeah. about that? Well, he's gaining a lot of popularity. He's also in the twenty four car, so um, I didn't realize he's got the Hendrix sticker on the back there. Yeah, check that out. Huh. That's interesting. It is very interesting. That's he doesn't have that sticker across his, his uh, autograph like they, they've done in the past. But right. a lot I of noticed... like junior motorsports. Yeah, I, that's why I was looking at the junior. I didn't see it on the junior. That's why I was zooming in on it. It's like, well, it's on a sticker, so but it wasn't his sticker to cover it. So that's interesting that Hendrick put that on the back. I have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's serial number and everything. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, I like that card. Okay, it looks good with that red and gold. That's a that's a nice looking card. Yes. All right. So up next is our Queen of the Week. And this was on the twenty sixth of May again. Your computer must be acting like mine. <clears throat> yeah. Well, 
Um, this is a Danica Patrick 2020 Panini National Treasures autograph, one of one. A lot of one of ones tonight. Um, they were asking $499 for this card, and they settled on a best offer of too much. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm with you. I'm gonna go 425. 325. Wow. But you you have to admit she has a nice autograph. Yeah, you can read it. You can read it. It's it's legible, it's nice, it's consistent. Um but yeah, it's a one of one. So I thought that was that was pretty it, it was the definitely the highest priced uh female driver card of the week. I thought that was really neat. It's a nice looking card with green and everything. I think it looks uh it pops very well. Yeah, she does. I mean, she does have a she does have a good looking signature. I, I I can be that kind. Yeah, but when you go to get autographs from her in person and you try to get more than one, it's it's not always a good thing. <laughs> well, she's she's not ever been known as is is miss miss personality. That's that's true. She did do a good job on the uh the indie broadcast though. I'll give her I'll give her that. Agreed. Hi. All right. So next up's our King of the Week. This is on the 30th of May. Oh. Here you go, Ken. Here's one for you, buddy. It's a PSA 9 Dale Earnhardt 1994 Max Medallion. It's a redemption card, of course. It's out of 999. It's number 628. And it's got the letter. Which yeah, there's the letter we were talking about. So that is a real legit Earnhardt signature on that yeah, letter. So, you, so it's like two for the price of one. A lot of people don't know that, but that's a yeah, legit. Don't. Well, I know I know exactly how much I paid for that. How much did you pay for it, Ken? <laughs> I did not buy that. <laughs> they were asking five thousand bucks. How much did it go for? Yeah, I would like to stay married. I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go four K. This is a nine, so yeah. Uh with the letter though, uh yeah. I, I, Let's go shoot for the four. Three thousand dollars. Oh wow! So, but what does that make a PSA ten with, with all the same stuff? Does that make that because it's exponential? So it's going to be probably seven, eight thousand dollar card, maybe in a PSA ten, possibly with a letter. But yeah, it's a nice card. Uh, I saw that card, and it's uh, like, oh, uh, there's my king. But you know, again, we'll we'll say this again. It says out of nine ninety nine, that is not true, right, Val? That is true. That is correct because there is a zero zero zero. Correct. And they made a thousand cases, so somebody unfortunately had to take one home with them at the yeah. <laughs> at Max or whatever, or upper deck, whoever. And this was free. Pre upper deck, I think. So, yep. I got I got photos of the zero zero zero. By the way, we'll have to show that sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I, I sh that was a long time ago. That was early two thousand tens when that so, happened, or late two. Yeah. So this is definitely a NASCAR glamour card. It's, it's definitely a card everybody wants, and there's only a thousand of them to get. So. Yeah, and I don't know if we, we've talked about the story, but quickly, the story with <clears throat> this card was you've seen the card without the 
numbering on it. Those were so when Max printed these, they didn't come to con didn't come to terms with Earnhardt. So instead of destroying those cards, they put them to the side. Uh, they came to terms with him, and so his cards were in '89. But in '94, to commemorate something, they worked with Earnhardt to release the the thousand of them, and they were inserted one per case. And I'm assuming they were one per case because there was 999 cases of medallion, and it had to have been a redemption because they give you the letter and that. The small yeah, certificate. Yeah. And so it was a special deal uh, to have these because it was releasing the official 1988 Max Earnhardt. Uh, then in 97, they did another version of this autographed and numbered on the back, and that was with Upper Deck. And then after the bankruptcies, the regular versions got out. And so if you find them unnumbered, that's where they've come from. And so yep. they've been accepted by the hobby and, you know, treated as uh, an 88 max. Yeah. So Ken, is this on your list of must haves? See, I'm mute. Sorry mute. about that. Uh, Probably not because of the price as much I'll as say, you know, if the price wasn't high. Yeah. As much as I'd like to have it, let's just, let's just call it what it is. How many nice Earnhardt autographs could I get for that same price? And, and I personally, I would rather have that. Um, it's just always been the way I've collected. I mean, I've always collected a little more quantity over quality. I'm kind of shifting there, but a handful of Earnhardt autos is still quality. Uh, no doubt. I, so, I agree with that. Yeah. Right. I mean, like I said, if I ran into it at the right price and I had the cash, sure, I'd love to have it. But I just feel like there's, you know, there's better ways I could personally spend and allocate my funds. Yeah. Well, that's a cool I, card, no matter what. I, yeah. I think it's I think it's on a lot of want lists out there, though. All right. All right. Let's keep it moving. So uh, next up is our Ace of the Week, our one of one. This was on the 30th of May. It's a 2022 Topps Chrome F1 Sapphire Sebastian Vettel, one of one, Aston Martin. Uh, and I think it's pronounced Pad, Pad Parasha is the type of sapphire color that is. They were asking $7,999 for this card. And it's a nice card. Yeah, but... Yeah, it still went for some serious coin. How much it's, do you think it went for? It's not graded. It's not graded. It's a one-on-one, yeah. I, mean, I do like that purple or pinkish purple. With that, yeah, with the red stripe through it in that green and the black. I I think it's a you know, it's a it's a great looking card, but I don't know if it's you know <laughs> that good looking. So I just I, so, so that what didn't go for the seventy nine ninety nine because it's not crossed out there. No, it didn't. Uh, it, 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 that's a weird one because it says up there at the top, and I noticed this when I was looking at it. So this item is out of stock, but it, there's actually in one hundred and thirty point. Okay. There's there it shows the results of that. And I very I went back a couple times just to make sure. Um, so it did sell for a best offer of. 
I just don't see somebody coming off of that very far. So I'm going to say 7K. I don't even know that when F1, man. <laughs> Come on, stand it, up, stand up, uh, make a guess. All right. Um, I don't know, 2K. No, it's it's higher higher than that and lower than Ken. It's 3,500. I just don't understand how some. I just I guess I get thrown off if you're asking 8,000 and you take less than 50 percent of that. I, I that crap always blows my mind. So, but that's another story for another. Because that's because they're they're fishing. There's a lot of fishing pie in the sky things that go on, in, in, especially in Formula One right now, that I'm not a fan of. I don't, I don't like people throwing out these huge, big numbers. There, There's actually, speaking of that real quick, there's actually a 88 Max Dale Earnhardt autographed car. I think it's card number 54 with, with this shows his car that's autographed. And they're asking like like almost $40,000, some kind of crazy amount of money for that card. It's like, whatever. Yeah, because they said so, one sold last year for 75000 That's bull. Yeah. I saw. Oh, I uh, I saw sometime, somewhat recently, a guy that said he got it signed at Daytona the day he passed. He's like last autograph signed, and he wanted like thirty five hundred for it. Jesus, you yeah. can't prove that. That's now, another you story. Have a for race another day. Yeah, if you have yeah. a race ticket, different story. But yeah, but, all right, let's keep it going. All right, last, last but not least, of course, is our Royal Flush of the Week. This was on the twenty seventh of May. Of course, it's going to be somebody like Lewis Hamilton. It's a black Ray Wave one of one, and it's from 2022 Tops Chrome. It's a PSA 10, so yet another one of one. And they were asking 7K for this one. How much, guys? Might go 5K. Yeah, I'll say 5K. 4K. Jeez, I almost said that, son of a gun. <laughs> You know what you would have won, Ken? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. Congrat! I would have won. Congratulations! You would have won. Yes, congrats, you, would have. you would have. But yeah, it went for four grand on, for that car, and it's not even like. And, and I know how Val feels about car cards. He he's not a big fan of those. He likes the you know the yeah portraits or a picture of the driver or something. Yeah, because there's so many of these cards. I didn't even do the count for. 2020, 2022 tops chrome. How many Lewis Hamiltons are in there? Uh, not as many as before, but still quite a <laughs> That's few. That's true because he hasn't been he has been winning as much, yeah. But yeah, exactly. Uh, but still, that is a. Um, I mean, it's cool that it is chrome, and it's a PSA ten, right? Because the issue, just yep. that with the scarcity. But I don't know if it's uh, enough to justify that. So. Uh, you know, congratulations, whoever, whoever sold that. And, uh, you know, hope whoever bought it is happy with it. I just believe it's going to be one of those things where it's somebody that really wants a, a higher end card of his. But, yeah, that portrait's going to be 10000 or 15000 And, you know, I can't pull 15000 but I, I can pull 4000 Right. I, I really just think, I, I think it brings, I think because of that, I think the lower level ones on a guy like Hamilton probably are a little higher than they should be because you have so many that do want it, but can't afford that top. So they actually kind of raise the prices on the lower ones. Like you said, like the car cards or whatever. So this is Ray wave. I think that was in the light. Correct. Those light boxes have come down too. Yeah. 
But incredible. When it comes to F1, I got no clue. Well, you know, the um, the five-figure prices on a lot of F1 cards, are the you're not seeing as many of those as we have in the past. You know, in fact, I didn't see any this week. I mean, everything was was just a four-figure card or less that were on eBay. So it's 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 getting more scarce to to see those cards go for those you know big high five-figure, maybe even six-figure prices, unless it's just extremely rare and uh, you know something that everybody wants. But yep. uh, so that's that's it for this week's King's Court. All right, awesome. Thank you. Cool. Well, I don't know if you guys have anything else. Uh, one thing I do want to say is I appreciate everybody uh, listening uh, to the podcast, mm-hmm. watching the, the show. You know, shout out to folks in New South Wales, Australia, and Hessen, Germany, Singapore, New Zealand, Canada, and the folks uh, in the U.S., Virginia, South Carolina, Illinois, New York. California. Appreciate everybody downloading the show, watching on YouTube. Yeah, I thought you were going to sing a Johnny Cash song there for a minute. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> I, I, I know my little singing is not one of them, and um, we want folks to share the show uh, and um, and the podcast. So I don't want to. <clears throat> I don't want to do that to everybody. So. Cool. I've only got a few few things. You know what they are. Hashtag skid marks, tie freaking gibbs, and hashtag slab fire. Awesome. And, and then Ken, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank happy, you. Happy, uh, to be, happy to be here. Yep. Yeah, Ken, if you have any kind of, uh, you know, where people can find you, you want to do any shout outs, whatever. It's, I mean, it's if you want. Yeah, if you want. I mean, on Instagram, I'm Beans Ballcard Blog. Uh, same on eBay, and then I guess Twitter would be Beans B Card Blog. But I'm definitely social media ing a lot less than I used to. So, yeah, I've noticed. I'm happy to be here, though. Makes me sad. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it takes a lot of time. It does take a lot of time, and it yeah. makes me too. And it just social media just makes me angry usually. Some yeah, sometimes it can. So. Sometimes. So. I'm, coll- I'm collecting in the shadows, my friends. Collecting in the shadows. As we always say, you know, collect your way. There's no right or wrong way. Um, I send you guys. Right about cards, I send so. you guys pictures of the good stuff. Yes, we see we see a lot of your good stuff, and you, you've got quite an impressive collection going on right now. And hopefully, only to get better as time marches on. Of course, absolutely. All right, I guess we'll leave it there. Um, we went over the hour mark, so. You know what? You oh, I'm gonna say one more thing. Yeah. In honor of the Indy 500 and how long this show has been, it's a new track record. <laughs> I think I think it is. <laughs> you know, it tends to happen when I join because I am so long-winded. It's great information. It is um, a lot of good information. Again, we broke some uh, new uh, news here today on the. Chip Canassi racing, so that was cool. And again, some other alternatives or regional sets, promotional sets for IndyCar. So, um, but we appreciate it. And uh, me and Logan will be back next week. And everybody have a great 
weekend. We got a lot of races here, so a lot of fun, a lot of stuff to watch. So, all right, we're out of here. Bye.